What the that, hell was that, that better? <laughs> that definitely was. <laughs> Come on, man. That's the power of love from Back to the Future. Why didn't you just sing the part that says power of love? Because it <laughs> it's got to start from the beginning. It's the intro of the show. So we start the song from the beginning. The logical sense. I'll, I'll be honest, dog. That is, I'm not a man of many pet peeves, but that is a huge pet peeve of mine, dog. What? If, if, if you're just hanging with your boy or talking to somebody and they reference a song and start singing it like mid-lyric or something, I'm like, nah, 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 you got to sing that shit from the freaking beginning <laughs> and do the little intro freaking party shit to build up to it, dog. I have to fucking, I'm that guy, dog. Yeah. So of all the things that can beat pet peeves, that's it for you? Yo, that's that shit fun. hurts me. I'm like, no, 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 hold on. We got we to gotta bring it back. Like if it's Chicago, dog, any old school like Chicago or freaking uh like journey and shit dog i need those whole freaking intros and shit and then we come in you know what love was meant to be yeah no, it's freaking... <laughs> how does that song start see you went mid lyric right there you guys can't be trying what i was doing and then tell me that sounds like Oh, that yo! Those were the exact Journey. notes, dog. You freaking you you play you play your Shazam on that shit, and that shit'll say Chicago inspiration. Shazam's <laughs> gonna recognize it. That shit'll recognize the piano I just played, dog. Hey, I got a bone to pick with uh with with Renee though. Like, okay, we had a whole fight about this, which lasted two months, and I told you because I didn't because I didn't bring the costume that day on Halloween, and yeah. I told you just wear your costume. It was the Marty McFly costume, All right, and you yeah. didn't want to do it. Because you'd be the only one wearing a costume. That's now true. here we are, a few months later, COVID strikes. You're the only one wearing a costume. What changed, bro? Bro, the whole world is different now, man. COVID. <laughs> he, he, he's on survival <laughs> mode, dog. He's wearing his life jacket, dog. He's freaking ready to go. He's got his fucking time machine ready. I might I not get validated. more Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I might not get another Halloween. I feel validated. Like, I was right the whole time, you know? You're right. Mm-hmm. Yo, you were right to I, forget I, your costume. No, <laughs> exactly. you, he was right. He was he was right to tell you not to wear. Or no, actually, you were wrong, Shadi. Because if he would have worn it, then now it would have been the like, oh, he wore the same one. Now that's perfect because back then he didn't have the DeLorean behind him, dog. Thank you. Somebody who has a sense of drama and, yeah. and build up. The build up. <laughs> it, it's just that did it. I, I just find it mad interesting because uh, I just saw the the Common Ground episode like right before the weekend and, and he had the bunker background going on and then the last episode uh he had the stormtroopers and he finally talked you into the freaking <laughs> the the swamp planet freaking background i'm there like oh shit it's a theme going and uh <laughs> and now the marty mcfly yo fantastic yeah. Hat, hats off to you my good man thank you thank you martin mcfly <laughs> martin mcfly so martin why don't you introduce our esteemed guest today All right. Today we have the I don't I don't want to call him the dumper, the but dumper? What the hell? <laughs> the, where are you going with this, man? <laughs> the dumper. But this spillage is coming from somewhere, guys. The spillage is coming from somewhere. <laughs> and we got my man over here in the building, Mr. H two O. Welcome to the house, sir. <laughs> Welcome to your own house, basically. <laughs> Welcome to your garage. <laughs> What's up, bro? Chilling, man. I'm in the threshold of the garage because it's where I can smoke safely. 
but where it doesn't interrupt the freaking signal for the Skype and we'll have a freaking great conversation and stuff. So that's why you see the open doorway to freaking to creation behind me and shit. Like a portal. Yeah, straight up, dog. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta get like me, man. I smoke everywhere in the house. <laughs> you gotta have, you gotta be like me, dog. Freaking recently <laughs> married with no kids. Yeah, I, w- I wish I had a DeLorean, dog. Yeah, but <laughs> not. Go back in time. Straight up, dog. Before the six kids. You wouldn't change nothing. If you guys could time travel, would you change anything? I, I would go like 1990 and spit all of Eminem's raps. <laughs> Wow! Straight up plagiarizing. Yeah, yeah. I'll just steal his whole career. (laughs) He he would battle him and then use the freaking rhymes that he knows he's gonna use. (laughs) He's gonna say on him, and M's just like, "What the fuck?" And freaking Shotty comes out eh, and gets signed by Dre. Shotty comes out and he's like, "Palms are sweaty. (laughs) He's weak." I'll also, you know, write Pulp Fiction. Right. Yeah, you know. Nothing would change a couple things. Yeah. (laughs) Look at uh, <coughs> instead of John Travolta, it'd be like, would you cast the same people or would you put like a Dominican guy in there? I'm casting myself. I'm playing the <laughs> I'm playing the uh the Samuel Jackson character. Stop lying. <laughs> you'd you'd be more John Travolta, dog. You think so? Yeah, yeah, dog. That that that's like the that's the, like the role you played in uh in Sophism, the quiet freaking dude I eat in the side. But yeah, I, I never saw John Travolta get off freaking. Why, why'd you get so smashed in your freaking line out on the bed? I'll, I'll be like, what the fuck happened at that party, dog? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's questionable. It's he questionable. was more he was more of a Quentin Tarantino in in sophism, I would say. How so? What? Yeah, uh, just the the little cameo. The little cameo, you know. What oh, I, mean? I like it. I like it. You're right. You're right. That that was your Alfred Hitchcock moment, dog. The gourmet <laughs> shit. I buy the gourmet shit. Yeah, no, no, no. no what, what, what is it? Uh, what are you, my fucking sponsor? What are you, my fucking sponsor or something? Yeah, that's just fucking dope. But, but, th- but then that shit turned into the one scene in freaking Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where the fucking attorney has tits on his back with horns and shit. And he's in, in the hotel. He's like, wow, nice set of tits, man. You don't remember? <laughs> yeah. You don't remember feeling like shit with all, when everything's all crazy? I'm like, when I see that, that scene in Sophism and shit, that freaking Ivan's all freaking rocking out in the freaking hotel. I'm like, what the fuck's going on in there, dog? What kind of pills were those? My man gave him in the car. Dog. What the hell? Dog? Shit. Yo. Yeah, I'm blame like, want... for that scene, for sure. Yeah, dog. He's like, so just act like you took some flocka. <laughs> <laughs> Eat faces. It's cool. Dog, have, have you ever come, have you ever had a, a personal run-in with someone on freaking, on that shit? On flocka? No. No, but the person that got eaten was eaten like by my old job, like a block away. Oh, you used to you used to work down there by the by the by uh, Venetian. Herald? Yeah, by the Venetian Causal. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I remember when that shit happened. That was off bath salts, though. Yeah. Yeah, remember? Yeah, that flaca salts. Is that what that is? I don't know. I thought that's what they called flaca, bath salts. I mean, vice versa. I never, I never finished understanding what what bath salts were because. Didn't they sell? Didn't they sell them like at gas stations? And it's definitely not the bath salts that they that they sell at like fucking Bath and Body Works, right? Right. Yeah, it is. It's no, that. It, yeah, it's like they were like doing something with that. I don't know what, like cooking it and eating it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> they sprinkle, were like doing sprinkle your cornflakes with it, <laughs> like salt bay shit. You know. <laughs> when the cops caught that dude, uh, that was like what, like six years ago? He was like on in the middle of the highway, butt naked, eating uh, another dude's face, bro. Mm-hmm. 
that was right by my job, by my old job. Yeah. That's good. You remember that? That's when you thought, oh, shit, fucking there is some walking dead shit happening and stuff. What kind of drug? Did you hear about the other guy, the real young cat that walked like from a freaking sports bar in like Fort Lauderdale all the way up to like Southwest Palm, North Broward? He walked all the way over there and then just walked into some people's house and killed them. Some random people's out because he was on bath salts because he had taken some shit like that. I don't know if it was bath salts or some freaking um, DP, whatever um, this the the new hallucinogenic that freaking people are are trying to the DPN something. It's three initials, three new initials and shit. I don't even know how to keep up with that shit anymore. Uh, but supposedly he freaking he accounts that he remembers taking it at the restaurant, and then all of a sudden he told his boys, "Y'all be right back," and he just walked out and he walked all the way. He walked two hours. <laughs> And then randomly just pulled into a driveway. I mean, walked, walked into the driveway, walked through the back and killed a husband and a wife in there and didn't remember it and shit. And freaking the cops caught him there, freaking not even knowing. Yeah, rule of thumb, you know, if they sell it at the gas station, if it's a, some kind of drug, <laughs> then they sell it at the gas station. Probably shouldn't do it, man. Yeah. Uh, that, that applies to like those gas station dick pills. Those dick pills. Like, yeah. Yo, straight <laughs> up. Yo, what the hell, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> You, like, and, and, and they, they always got, have them in high stock. Like I've thought a, about it. Like I've seen them at the gas station. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna buy no shit at the gas station if I am gonna buy something. They all got some funny ass names like Raging <laughs> Rhino. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> some crazy shit. Yeah. Black Stallion. <laughs> I, I've recently at a gas station seen a freaking uh one of those packages, like the freaking pills, but that shit said Spanish Fly. You remember as a kid, freaking thinking, Sad oh. Yo, Spanish I could get fly. some Spanish fly and give it to some, uh, slip it in a girl's drink, show on me and shit. What the fuck was that shit? We dog? were on some Bill Cosby shit, yo. That's hey, <laughs> not to get woke, but that makes me think that there is like some validity to the whole rape culture thing, right? Right. Like as kids, we were talking about that shit. That's yes, crazy. as kids, I remember, and and it was like it was like the raunchy shit to freaking talk about, and like freaking like the mad risky. Oh, some Spanish fly, and you put that in a girl's drink and get some horny. And they're like, what the fuck was? It? And then I I, I dog, the first time my boys when I was uh I was like twelve, our elementary got uh got demolished. They were gonna make it into a big two story school. So Riverside Elementary right there in Little Havana on freaking 12th Avenue and freaking 4th Street. They demolished it, but they left some parts of the building up. And one part of the building that they left up were the bathrooms. So on a Saturday, my best friend comes to my crib and said, yo, me and Tony, our other best friend, we're going to go over to Riverside and we're going to go in the girls' bathroom to go see the periods. And I said, the what? And they're like, the periods. I'm like, what's a period? He's like, girls, dog, in the bathroom, they leave red, red spots all over the wall. So we're going to go see <laughs> And we went in with freaking flashlights into a freaking abandoned-ass, dark-ass freaking bathroom looking for red spots on the wall and on the floor because we thought that's what the periods were. <laughs> Bruh. So when, when freaking I used to hear with the freaking dudes on the block, because I used to live on, on a freaking heavy folk block and shit, in, in, in my blocks of, uh, of Little Havana, it was 
folks on one side and Latin Kings from freaking Eighth Avenue down. They freaking ran everything. And on our side in the building that we used to chill in was a big folk freaking building. So they were always there chilling, making us freaking fight each other, freaking, yo, go steal some candy from the store, bring it back and shit. And we're just kids fucking around there and stuff. So they used to tell us that shit. Oh, you get some Spanish fly, you put it in the girl's drink. They fucking, they want fucking this and that. And I'm here as a freaking 12-year-old chamaquito thinking, what the hell is Spanish fly? Does it come in like a vial and you freaking drop it in a dropper? <laughs> and the freaking, <laughs> and the skeleton comes out of the, you all be like, what is that thing? So when I saw, think when about, I saw think about how like normalized that is though like yo i'm like the last thing from like a woke person right but like i'll I'll give both sides like a fair shot you know so when when i think about like the whole spanish fly thing because i I remember that shit too when we were kids right and like you thought nothing of it i never did anything like that but like people would talk about it and you're just oh yeah yeah, spanish fly during the girl's drink like you know but it was considered more of an aphrodisiac than like that, a disenabler or something like that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that, like, that, that's how they pitched it to us. Oh, it was yeah. a, it, it's an aphrodisiac. It makes a right. freaking no. It's a disinhibitor. It freaking lowers their inhibitions and shit. But there was if you're slipping it in her drink, right? That with, part, I know. Listen, it, then it doesn't is, matter what it is, dude. You're doing well, something without her knowing it. You know I'm not contesting your point. I'm just saying that, like, when you're a kid, you don't see it that way. But yeah, the fact that it even exists. Is conducive to rape culture, you know, for adults, absolutely, you know. Yeah. You know, you know what's fun argument. You know, if the woke people can have that one, y'all can. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can have that one. That's a good my one. My grandmother, since I was little, I was little going to elementary school. My grandmother used to tell me, "Oye, no deje la leche ahí sentada, en, no deje la leche en, en la mesa. Never leave your freaking milk alone, or never leave your drink alone." And it, she used to tell me that because she had my aunts, freaking, which were. 18 and 20 right living in the same house and she would tell them the same thing every time they would go out don't leave you don't leave your drinks don't turn your back on your drinks when you're out there and she was dropping game on man i never understood that shit and nowadays we joke about it because my aunts always say oh mama always used to tell us don't leave our drinks like everybody was out there drugging drinks and stuff and i'm like really she used to tell me not to leave my milk alone <laughs> and stuff like there's some like there's somebody in the freaking elementary like oh psh, roofie in the ele- in the freaking oh, chocolate milk I'm gonna get H. <laughs> I'm gonna get, I am falling asleep in freaking math and shit. But um, but I guess it was a big thing back then. The, the the ones that scare me are the freaking the videos of the Colombian chicks with that freaking with that belladonna powder that you freaking mm. sniff that shit and you're freaking wide awake and they're freaking leading you everywhere and make you take the money out of your account and you don't even remember. Yeah, uh, I have heard seen about that shit. Yeah, no. dog. What is this? Like called like polvo del diablo or something like that. And uh, it's a it's a powder that they make out of the freaking belladonna plant and stuff, and uh, and supposedly they use it over there. The the hookers use it to drug the 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 tourist men, mm-hmm. and while you're under it, you are you're not you're 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 blacked out, but you're fully conscious and walking around. But they could tell you, come here, come here. You have to come here, and you'll go and stuff. And they're like, oh, we need your pin. You just put in your pin there in the bank. B b b. You put it out. You take all your money. They freaking and they leave you on the side of the street, dog. And that's how they freaking people. I'm here like, yo, yo, that shit is crazy. I don't want to go to Columbia, dog. J-Lo made a movie about that recently where she was drugging the dudes. Yeah. Have you seen okay. that one where she's a stripper? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the that's one with Cardi B? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that shit. Is it good? You gotta watch. Yeah, you got to. I mean, J-Lo's a stripper. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't got to discuss the plot or anything. Way, it opens, way, it way to go. Way to go. Lap dance. It opens yeah. on a J Lo lap dance. 
damn. Like the, the movie literally opens on J Lo stripping. You know what I mean? Not even a, a lap dance. Her stripping. My my girl got mad at me when we were watching it because I was like. Eh, she doesn't look as good as she used to. I, like, that's the only comment I made, right? <laughs> and my girl was like, what the fuck? If she doesn't look good enough, then what the fuck? Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, you can't say anything right, dog. Well, like, okay. Hold on, but hold on, hold on. Let's talk about that, all right? Okay. Like, was that like a virtue signal? What do you mean? She, oh, she looks good. So was that like a, great. like a virtue signal? Like the shit that dudes do with their girls? Like, bro, she doesn't even look that good. No. No, no, I was saying, like, is that what that's called, Shadi? A virtue signal? Yeah, like you're showing how like virtuous you are, like you know, like you're showing like maybe it's not a virtue signal. I mean, maybe that's a no, bad do, example. Of a, of a, do you get do you get an email every day from the Urban Dictionary with like freaking terms and shit? <laughs> <laughs> a virtue signal is what that is labeled. And shit. <laughs> but but yeah, I do that with my freaking with my girl all the time, dog. This freaking their shit is like, yo, it's do these pants look freaking fat on me? Like. No, dog. You, you, you know. dry snitching on yourself right now. Yeah, no, 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 no. She never tells me that because my girl's fucking skinny and stuff. But uh, but it's that it's that kind of shit. Those kind of questions that girls ask you to put you in that position. And what do you what do you say there? Like for me, the thing it is the, the thing for me personally is I already know how to avoid situations in advance, right? So if I see a girl a block away walking towards us while we're jogging and walking. I already see from from far away, okay, there's a girl that's coming that's attractive. I can see it from freaking that far. So when she's coming, I'm going to make full eye contact with my wife and freaking engage her in whatever conversation she's saying. You're right? making it too obvious, fam. You're making it way too obvious, no, fam. You got to just might, be cool, man. Yeah, it might be, or I'll look away or anything. But then as soon as she passes by, she's there like, oh, what, you were looking at her breast? I'm there like, Bro, you saw me looking dead in your eyes. Uh, how the hell? And then I'm here like, and what I can't understand is how did you see her breast when you were looking <laughs> me dead in the eyes? I'm there like, that's no fair. And, I, and I've told her, I'm there like, we're either going to come to an agreement that we both get to look at the breast, right? Or it's no fair, right? Because I can't force myself not to look at the breast. And then you tell me, oh, you weren't looking at her big breast. I'm like, I didn't even get the chance to. Because I was looking. Yeah, because I was But listen, the fact that you felt the need to to do that whole charade means that you did notice the breast. No, 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 no. Is that I notice? I, I I can notice from from a distance if it's somebody who I'm gonna be attracted. You're to. hot shit. I, yeah, you're I love radar. Yeah. I love how we're using the word notice. <laughs> oh yes, I noticed the breast. <laughs> I noticed. I didn't notice the breast because I wasn't because I purposely looked away. And if I can't freaking if I don't if I can't freaking say oh wow they look great and then you can't be ogling her down either while she's walking by and then freaking raise it over my head come on let's be those, those fair titties look fantastic <laughs> <laughs> you see Listen. here's the thing Listen. it's a good chance that my that that my wife would point it out before i would so i just gotta just chill and then when she points it out i just agree with her oh listen my so. wife is super cool it wasn't virtue signaling at all actually it's like something that we have between us that she hates because I always say like women look better when they're younger. Like once they get older, you know, they don't look as good. Like, you know, but she's always like, oh, you're not going to love me when I'm older. I'm like, you're gorgeous to me, you know, like and I really mean that because it's more than just the way she looks, even though that's a big part of it. You know, well, fam, look, J-Lo's what, 50 something. Right. Right. Like, obviously, she doesn't look like how she looks before. Right. Exactly. But that's all I was saying. But but look, it it goes two ways. She also doesn't look like a fucking fifty year old. You see what I'm saying? And that's more of a shocker 
than the difference between this and her prime. So like the fact that you chose to go that way with what you noticed, with what with what you vocalized, <laughs> says a lot. You know what part I mean? Part of it part of it is ant antagonizing my girl just because like it's fun to mess with her, you know. <laughs> but the other part of it is because like I just remember like J Lo looked great in that movie, 50 or not. She looks fantastic, you know? But I remember how she looked before. Like I'm sorry. It just was better <laughs> i don't know when i saw it i was like wow i can't believe she still looks like this you know i thought that but then my second thought was she used to look better <laughs> now now unfortunately whenever i see somebody that is keeping their age like that like a will smith like dog have you seen uh bad boys three yeah nah i haven't seen it but will smith looks like he's fucking 30 bro renee you saw bad boys 30. three right cap yes. right tell me how does will smith look he looks good, man. Like uh, compared to how, Martin. Tell me like, compared to Martin. And that's that's what gives it the biggest comparison. You see them together and you're like, Martin looks his age, right? Dog, Will Smith, there's parts where he's fighting and doing the scenes. Dog, when he ran after dude and he jumped at his legs, yo, it, he looks like a 20-year-old, right? Him, Tom Cruise, Jail. Unfortunately, now when I see people like that, um, I think that they're drinking child adrenochrome that they have shipped in from freaking <laughs> from jeffrey epstein's <laughs> island dog uh, that, that shit just plays in my back dog i'm like there's no way dog and then so so oh, the that's funniest, straight alex jones shit right there okay, some some fun the funniest shit the funniest shit so um the other day my my aunt that i, I have it, it, she's not she's not really my aunt she's my uh she's my grandmother's sister so she's my great aunt or my grand aunt or whatever and she moved in with my grandmother, with her daughter, and they're both beauticians, right? So we were talking about the the COVID and the conspiracies behind it. And I just threw out there, oh, and there's these crazy people that think freaking that they're rounding up all the bad guys that are freaking uh, drinking children's blood and stuff and this and that. And the, the, the QAnon freaking um, the conspiracy that's out there. And... This woman tells me, do you know how much people pay to get blood uh, masks on their face and skin and injections of blood? They, they, they take out their blood and then they coat their faces in it and get Botox injections with it. And it makes them look younger. Hmm. She told me that and my face froze on me. Like, and she told me, like, I get people pay me for that all the time. This and I go and do it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that a bunch of rich people are drinking children's blood is not that crazy in this Wait, world. Yo, when she said, I, I said it like, oh, this crazy thing. And she told me, yeah, I have clients that have paid me to do that freaking process on them. And I learned how to do it freaking through a class. And yeah, and we code them and they come out glowing. My my cousin tells me, they come out glowing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what kind of cult shit is that, dog? And what, do they make you put freaking candles around them in a dark room while you do that shit? It's fucking yeah. sick. Yo, I'll be like, why don't you put some cucumbers on their face, freaking avocado on their cheeks and call it a day, dog? What are you doing You're putting like, blood oh. on them? <laughs> <laughs> that was a little mermaid and shit. That's not a cult at all, dog. <laughs> Yo, H, uh, you know it's funny. Somebody sent me a clip. Uh, I think it was, I think it was my boy Delix, right? He's he was listening to like some of the older episodes, like just catching up, and he was like, "You were on in January, and you mentioned coronavirus in January." I hadn't even heard about. It. Like I, I went back and heard the clip, uh, and and you were like, "You brought up the corona." 
And I was like completely off guard. You know what I'm saying? So like you're the one that introduced it to us. I work for Fox as a comedy writer, right? <laughs> I've, I've pitched them such great ideas as Last Man on Earth. And <laughs> so, <laughs> that show's awesome. Shit, you were up on this shit pretty early. I don't, bro, freaking, I, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I still haven't, I've never seen toilet paper in the stores. I, I'm still wiping my ass by the miracle of my wife. Because <laughs> I don't know when she bought toilet paper or where she found it and stuff. It was like right at the beginning. And she came with a shitload of it, and uh, and it hasn't run out since. And thank God it was good quality, right? Have, have you, <laughs> uh, did you see um, did you see all the videos of people freaking jacking toilet paper from different places and stuff? The dude with the freaking drill. Yes. Oh, no, was, not, no, I didn't see the dude with the drill. Uh, the dude with the drill, he uh, he got a piece of paper, and he tied the uh, in a public bathroom piece of toilet paper tied it to the drill bit. And then just said, Zzz, and then she said, Rrr, and he took the whole freaking roll of toilet paper out of the block and took it with him, dog. That's I'm so be like, that's genius. <laughs> but then imagine walking into the bathroom and seeing a freaking drill hooked up to the freaking, to the wall, and there's a guy that's, yo, yo, same same here. Like our um, parents-in-law got, got us toilet paper, like luckily, and I haven't, we haven't seen it since. Like we've been like, oh, we should buy more and like we haven't seen it you still know? i go by and they're like still no toilet paper what in the fuck? why is that the only thing that there is a shortage of oh, that and that and we found out freaking um uh webcams oh really yeah we found out we freaking went yo webcams are on back order everywhere right? really yeah webcams okay. freaking I, I ordered my microphone for freaking for at home recording and stuff and at first they're like yeah and now I don't, i'm not getting that shit until maybe june and stuff yeah, freaking. There's a a lot of the home studio shit people since they're they were home for the quarantine. They freaking picked all that shit up. Supposedly the webcams was um was all the hospitals, right? When they started doing the the thing for oh no, don't come to the hospital. We'll just do the, yeah. A bunch of people went out and bought webcams for that, and the hospitals bought them for their staff that were working from from home. So yeah, man. I went to, I asked you guys what, what kind of webcam you guys use and everything. And I went there, I went to the site and the site's still like, uh, yeah, we're still making them. <laughs> we need to make all new ones. Cause dog, imagine everybody else freaking struggling with work. A lot of people lost their job, tourist industry down, freaking hospitality industry. I freaking, my hat's off to you, Renee. I don't, I mean, I, I pray that you're doing well, man. I know it's a blow to you guys. Um, but somebody like Logitech, they're fucking they're having the quarter of the fuck of their life, dog. Yeah, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. You know what I read today? Um, Amazon is looking to buy AMC theaters. Really? really? Yeah. And turn them into what? Distribution centers? <laughs> For real. Oh, keep it. theaters. Yeah? With, with the branding and everything, I think. Hmm. So I the mean, they could afford it. They could afford it. And now they control, like, part of the distribution. Of, because they've been wanting to get in the movie game for forever, you know. Now they control like the distribution of the movies. Yeah. Either they have some plan for it, or they're getting it like cheap because these places are about to go out of business or something. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, you need us now. Well, it is on the cheap right now. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. yeah. Value is way down. Do you guys? Yeah. Uh, do you guys uh, see the article in the Herald about um, the oldest comic book store in Miami that's about to close? Because, oh, shit. because have, yeah, the one on Bird. A and M. 
I think so. Is that the one on on Bird there and freaking sixty seven? They're about to yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. He supposedly he's fucking still got to pay his rent, <laughs> and, and and yeah, man, they're, they, they he's been suffering and stuff. Yeah, so I read a little bit about the article. There's an article out on the Miami Herald and stuff. So check it out. Fuck. I go there all the time, or I used to. I used to go there all the time. Let's let's throw a show in their parking lot, dog. I'm with it. Gotta do something to support, you know. That's what I gotta. What's everybody, gonna everybody gotta stay six feet, <laughs> six feet away. So we gotta stand in big circles. Freaking. You've gone with me over there, Renee. So yeah. On Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got a couple free comics. It's a cool place, man. Like it sucks that to place. see little places like that go down, man. Like. Yeah, and man. that just and that just well, means more power to Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. What what sucks is places like fucking like Star Island, not Star Island. Um, what was it? Fisher Island. That's the one that's off of Brickle, right? Mm-hmm. That you have to ferry out to. Yeah, off of the three ninety five or whatever. Yeah, right. Freaking Fisher Island. That the businesses on Fisher Island got the fucking small business fucking bailout loan approved and shit, and they had to turn it down. They're like, no, what are you giving it to us for? Right, there's other places, and then other places small like this. They're fighting to freaking get through the bureaucracy of freaking of getting the small business loans, and it's not getting to the right places. Meanwhile, the bigger businesses that freaking don't even hear, bam. And yo, um, my my wife was saying that for her, for the nonprofit she, she works for, right, that they were getting intel that yo, this is what you, how you have to sign. Just tell just tell your people to sign that they couldn't work because they were. Because they, because of COVID, they had to take care of their kids, and the government will give you this money, right? And they're telling, I mean, yo, it's it's just once again a a huge misuse of the money. They put it out there like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give this help to the small businesses, and that's just to paint it and to to make them look good. And then when it comes down to freaking how they do it, right, the process of it, dog, it just. It's just loophole after loophole where the money goes to the wrong places, and then the small business owners like that, the mom and pop ones, are the ones that end up suffering through this, man. Um, yeah. Because they, you know. well, the you know the bigger businesses get priority treatment, and the crazy shit about it is that they're not the ones that need it, you know. Yeah. Fisher Island got the test first too. They also got the COVID test before anybody else. Seriously, they're on a fucking island. Nobody could get to. <laughs> they're rich, man. That place is like you know, like the richest of the rich in Miami, you know. So. Yeah, they buy their way in. Yeah, by the course. That's if, if you, I would do. I would too. If I had millions of dollars, I'd be like, "Yo, get me that COVID test for me and my wife." Like I would just tell my hat, my guy. You know, my guy would be like, "Yeah, I'll get it for you." They got Amazon yeah. Prime. Prime that shit comes in freaking a gold <laughs> in a golden drone. Amazon Optimus Prime. <laughs> no. no, have you have you have you guys ever seen? Um, it was on Netflix. It was a comedy special called. Uh, uh asian man or a chinese man uh terrorizes america right yeah. it was this asian comedian oh bro that guy was funny dog and he's like oh america you have so much so much waste so much packaging <laughs> he's like everything every box comes with a bag inside and then another box inside of the bag is like fuck He's like in China, you get one bag, <laughs> you open it up, and it's freaking bomb. And it's right? got so, woo, it's got the fucking virus in it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. But he's like, yo, so much paper you guys use over here. You ask for one napkin, they give you ten. You take eighty napkins and freaking leave sixty. You know that? Uh, one of the trips where I went to Cuba, right? Um, we were in 
Pinal de Rio. And there was like some kids, like some younger, I would say like, you know, 16 to 18, like a gang of young ass kids just like chilling, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's not uncommon for, for people to just ask you for shit out there, you know what I mean? Because they just don't got much. Like I would, you know, take the shirt off my back type shit, you know? Um, and this dude came up to me. I was drinking a fucking water bottle and he's like, yo, and I expected him to ask for my shirt or something, you know, my hat. He's like, yo, when you're done with that water, can I have the bottle? And I was like, damn, B. Like, that's crazy. The shit we take for granted, you know? Wow. Came up and asked for, he's like, yo, finish with the, I don't even want the water. Finish your water and just like, let me have the bottle instead of throwing it away type shit. I was like, damn, son. That shit. Real. Yeah. There's a there's a video for for you guys there if you want to write it down, write it on your DeLorean. I'm sure you got a notepad in your DeLorean back there. It's uh, for the car. It's a spark. For the for the listeners, uh, check out Mick Jenkins. It's M I C K Jenkins, J E N K I N S, and he's got um he's got a video uh called Jazz, all that jazz, right? And the video is super dope. It's some kids that go out to the freaking um, to the the garbage heaps, right to the to the junkyards, and they collect water bottles and gallons, and then bring them home and they clean them and stuff. Bomb, and uh, and they wait for the rain to fill them up because supposedly there's a drought. And then there's some gangster niggas that are selling the waters that they have in freaking by gallons, and these kids come. And they freaking, uh, one of them distracts the gangster niggas and stuff. And the other two freaking gank the freaking, the, the water, the big, uh, orange freaking things that they have outside of la cafeteria and stuff, the cafeteria windows and stuff, water, bomb, they jank, they jack those. And then they go and they fill up water bottles and they're giving them out to the community, right? Like for free and stuff where these guys were freaking holding the distribution of it and stuff and, and charging people for it. So they're giving it out for free and stuff. And. And uh, and the the dudes are mad at them, and they they're coming up to freaking to fuck up the little kids, and all of a sudden it starts raining. Shh. So everybody's out, and the kids are out in the rain and stuff. And you only see McJickens at the end, walking like a bum and stuff. But uh, real yes, dope video. You haven't seen it, you know what I mean? You just did. You yeah. do, I just painted the picture for you, but there's scenes that I didn't describe. Those are the freaking cool scenes. This and I, and you didn't hear the song, and which is what it's about. So go ahead. We're and not check here. Out. Listen, you, you're not here to promote today, all right? You're here to. To brag. I'm, I'm always on promotion mode, baby. WBCC. You're, you're here to brag today. I don't want to hear about Mick Jackson, okay? I want to hear about... <laughs> Mick Jackson. <laughs> I want to hear about the spillage. Oh, man, Doug. Now, you see, that that's what I do the worst, though. I don't brag about myself. It's been hard self-promote. Right. This let, me album. Brag, let me brag a little bit for you. It's dope. The album is dope. Or, yeah, you know, second that. So... Uh, I'll I'll talk first. It's not typical, not something that I, it's typically up my alley, right? Like, or at least I thought I thought that before I listened to it, right? Like, I just thought like, man, like this dude, gonna come. This I've dude Rudy, time. he's gonna be talking about conspiracies and the Sphinx and about. You know, like, he really likes Razkaz. I already <laughs> see where he's coming, dude. It was not that. It was fun. It was upbeat. It's entertaining. It's uh, it's catchy, but like not in a gimmicky way like it's just really good man like i was really impressed and I, my hat's off to you you know Damn, thank you brother yeah. I, I gotta actually second that man it was like what you know i already expected like the rhymes to be tight but i think i expected something a little more not so upbeat 
and I like that about it. Like the the whole project has like a certain energy. Like the joint with you and Serum, how you guys are just going back and forth and shit. Like I love that. I love that there's no real like structure, and it just sounds fun. It sounds like you guys are having fun and shit. And hey, that's man. yeah, that's a that's a that's kind of like the overall vibe that I got from the project. It's it's fun, you know. Yo, it, it and a lot of those tracks like that Serum uh freaking joint track, the the jokes on you. Um, we had recorded that. Yo, I'm talking maybe 2010, dog. 2011, we recorded that joint, right? And um, and I had recorded my verse and my half, and then Serum came and recorded his verse and never recorded the second half. And then finally, one time, he went back, recorded the second half, finished the hook and everything, threw in that last. Well, you you guys haven't heard the last sample and stuff, and uh, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um. He went in and wrapped that all up, and he sent it to me in an email. And I might have heard it once, but I think we were like, "Okay, this is a good, this is a good rough draft of it, or something." It still has got to get mixed down, or something. I don't know what it was, but we just never got to it. And uh, over the last year, I went, I got a, I got a new computer, and I went just looking through all my different emails, and I just put in any beats or any freaking attachments for anything I've recorded, because that's always been. My Achilles heel. Have you guys seen the 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 Crooked Eye Black Thought interview? Not yet. I got it up, but I haven't seen it yet. Fantastic. But in the Crooked Corner, freaking Black Thought turns around. He's like, "Look at that! You see that stack of notebooks there?" He's like, "And those notebooks are songs like uh, like freaking Proceed, the three versions I wrote. I wrote of Proceed before I wrote the freaking final version that I freaking record." Freaking classic joints and shit. And he's like, I'm thinking about going over and doing uh, videos where I'm describing or reading off what what the verses were sounding like before the finished verses and stuff. And he was saying that I'm here like, fuck, bro. I don't have a single notebook I ever used to write in, dog. I've lost all my notebooks. I was the worst at losing freaking iPods that had my music on it, never keeping the freaking files and shit. I never had my own shit, dog. And uh, so finally I went looking through it and luckily I found all these emails, got all these tracks together. And it was, uh, it was dope when I was, when I was hearing the, the common ground documentary that agony is talking about when you go back and you hear a track years later, when you're disattached from it and you hear with clean ears and you're like, fuck, I forgot I even wrote that shit. Damn. I was fucking. And when I heard that serum track, I'm like, we're fucking killing this shit. Why didn't we ever release this shit? And, yeah. and that, that's how it was with a lot of those tracks. I was like, oh, this shit's got to fucking see the light of day because we can, because what, what else and stuff. And then, um, and yeah, man, that, so that's how that came up. What, what inspired you to put it out now? So um, me and DJ Proof, who does the cuts on it, right? Um, he, we, um, when, when I started writing the two verses that I dropped on the freaking bento box. After that, I still, I got the bug and I wanted to write again. Right. Oh, and I want hold, hold up a second. Dude. <laughs> You're welcome. Y'all nigga. I, I tell, I told shoddy, I told shoddy as soon as he freaking hit me up, he's and he was there like, yo, this fucking tape sounds, sounds pretty good. Yo. And I told him that like, brother, honestly, that shit is inspired by human sushi. Cause if it wasn't for you guys saying, yo, Call, drop a verse, drop something. And I heard, I think, the Salazar verse. And I think another boy of yours from New York dropped the verse. Uh, one of the earlier episodes and stuff. Yeah. Um, Carr, shout out to Chris Carr. 
Yeah, Chris Carr, and, and I was like, oh, I got to drop a verse on it. So wrote my shit. I dropped it and stuff. And um, and I, then I wrote a note, and I got hungry. I'm like, I need beats. And DJ Proof had always told me, yo, I got beats up on my band camp. Go check them. Anything you like on that, record to. So I went there, and he's got a every, – every year on his birthday, he puts out an instrumental album called The Birth Tape. Right? He's got Birth Tape 1, Birth Tape 2, and – until he just had his birthday last week and stuff. He just put out birth tape four. But I went and I jumped on the birth tape three and I, I played the first track and it just came to me and I wrote a freaking dope story about how I've been missing from the scene forever and sleeping on my potential and stuff. And then uh, the second beat came on and I started writing to that shit. It was, it was the day that I, that I went on bus to Orion's house to uh, record the the solomon tribute episode of what they do hip-hop for solomon spectrum right that i went with that i linked up with serum and orion over there i took the bus and the train and the bus over to orion's house and while i was going through that whole mission i wrote the second song uh, about riding the bus and the train which is the song i got called places to go with rock soul on the hook and shit um uh and then i just started writing track after track and i went through 14 tracks on his freaking on his tape where I freaking just wrote to the whole thing and songs and I got everybody from Serum, Art Marrera, what they do on that shit. Uh, I got Breeze Ever Flowing on that shit. I got uh, Ghost of the Machine of Savage Land on that shit now. And um, it's a freaking it's it's a beautiful album, man. It's it's real dope work. It, I'm proud of the pen work on it. I'm proud of everybody who's been featured on it. And uh, I just didn't want to release it, right? Out of nowhere, this guy who's nobody's heard of or freaking. So I wanted to release some music first to maybe start a get a buzz going for it. And they get an idea of, oh, this this dude's been fucking rhyming hard as fuck for the last 20 years. Okay, maybe it's worth listening to this album and seeing it when they hear it. They'll be like, all right, no, this shit's official as hell. So it was, it was just a, a little marketing angle. I got all these songs I'm sitting on. Let's go ahead and release the first verse of each one of them. And then uh, what I want to do is little by little release the whole albums that those songs come from with the full two verses or three verses, the other songs that are on the album and stuff and give it people my whole catalog finally that they never heard and shit. Because unfortunately, I'm not like you, Shadi. I don't have four albums that are fucking fire out for fucking people to check <laughs> the band camp and stuff, dog. I've fucking, I've, I've honestly been, been doing it so long in the scene and promoting and shit that honestly there's a whole generation of people that that never saw me perform right that never that never heard my music they just know me as the dude they hit up if they want to perform or now if they want to play their music on freaking on a live stream right or there's the dude who i send my music to so when i perform on friday my music's ready and shit and that's how that's all oh yo what's up rudy that's what they <laughs> call me as something they're like fuck I, I put in too much time in this shit dog yeah, you earned that H2O name, bro. Yeah, bro. You gotta flex the shit. The, be the best part of the album, the fucking best part of the album, is I got a freaking drop from EFN. Fucking, it's my fucking godfather, fucking Kendall Hip Hop Man. I'm a fucking child of crazy hood. And, uh, and that man says, y'all rocking with my man DJ Proof and H2O wins. <laughs> <laughs> Because I wrote it to him. I'm like, yo, H2O is the way I spell it. He's like, how do I pronounce that? I'm like, H2O wins. He's like, and H2O wins. <laughs> <laughs> Classic, that. That's awesome. I like it. It's wordplay, man. 
baby. It works every which way. Listen, so it's funny that you say, like, these are all tracks that you had kind of, like, throughout the years, you know, because the album blends really well together. And it's on that same kind of vibe the whole time. I guess this is a testament to you and your style and the fact that you, I guess, know your sound and you've kept it kind of similar throughout the years. It, uh, on, honestly, man, with, with that, and that that's the thing that um, that I feel the most blessed with. I was always just um, blessed to come across producers that had a vibe that that I told. And there wasn't many producers. I think freaking Shoddy could, could attest to this growing up in the scene at the same time and being an MC in the, in the scene. Um, it was hard to find that boom bap um freaking etheric sound or like that that vibe that sounded like some freaking native tongue shit or some freaking or some west coast shit. a lot of the shit from miami sounded like and i got a couple tracks on there that that have a little bit of that sound but as you hear it i, I don't i don't do too much of the of the triple time stuff or the the double high shit i could never vibe with that and at the time that was really a hindrance for me because everybody was leaning towards that and that was a move and stuff and um but i i think it does have a really good when i hear it i i hear it like a mad libish sound a delish sound it's a freaking dope vibe and then there's just some really unique sounds man the, the shit that recognized produced that sharp sound produced on it that rudy goblin produced was fucking fantastic um i love that freaking that turned the party up with its freaking futuristic, just fucking funk sound and shit, and it's a uh, that—that's my freaking old to Busta to Busta Rhymes and shit, and freaking trying to freaking so, yeah, man, it, wanted to give it some party shit, but and it was also a lot of it influenced by the live show aspect. That that was the live shit for us, the live show. What would make the crowd move when you were rocking and that call and response type shit, right? So um, so there's a lot of that shit on it, yeah, man. That's very apparent, I think. Yeah. You know, like this album is is built to be taken out on the road and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, bro, I wish, I wish I, w I wouldn't know half of those <laughs> lyrics, dog. Yo, there's so much, there's so much shit that I listened to. I was uh, like, oh shit, yeah, that's how that shit goes. Okay, the um, do you rehearse before a live set? Oh yeah, no. If I I have to, I have to spend. I I, I get um, I get real real meticulous with my live performances and stuff and that's why i always worked with groups because i felt like there was um, i'm a student of that freaking de la who are students of cold crush that going back and forth and in, in and out and shit uh working together on the hooks and stuff the di the different dynamics between it and um and i think that's important and if you ain't got a group i used to be a heavy believer of at least have a good hype man mm -hmm. that's like like an extension of you right um because to see one person up there performing alone right is is hard oh, right yeah unless they're freaking super freaking energetic and everywhere and a freaking dynamo and bringing different things to the table so when when i try to um when when i'm planning a live show it's yo get the four songs right and and it's helped me to be a promoter too because i see it from the other side right i i i know the um the danger of being so into your own music to think oh the crowd wants to hear this next one and yep. you're five songs in and you lost the crowd on song three already they're like okay we've had enough keep let's move on to the next act or play some some other music and stuff they gave you your time they gave you your attention right catch them in that short time and stuff and there's a lot of time when um when as a host 
I see the crowds losing it and stuff, and I see the the artist is getting ready to introduce his fourth song and shit. And I'm like, nah, 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 come on, we gotta keep it moving, we gotta keep it moving. And afterward, the the hook out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they cut it out, right? And then um, and they look at me, they're like, yo, we still had three more songs. I'm like, nah, man, nah, three more. I'm like, bro, I, I did you a favor by freaking cutting you off here and not, not letting you go the fourth and losing the crowd completely. They were not gonna stay for three more. And uh, and you have to learn that. How can I freaking get in there, hit them with freaking something compact? Good. One of the dopest shows I ever saw, dog. This dude, um, X144. I don't know if you if you ever met him from Orlando. He rose with um, with um, oh man, what's this producer from Orlando? Isn't That's that uh, isn't that Elon Musk's baby? <laughs> X one four, X one forty four. Is that how you pronounce that name? Uh, no, nah, but he rose with Sarism and um and uh and minus the beast and shit up there in Orlando, and he came down here to Miami one time to one of um our jams, and he's like, "Yo, I'm from Orlando. Anytime you guys are having a jam, please call me. I'll drive down with my equipment. I'll set up equipment, and I just want to perform somewhere, right?" So. I did my very first jam ever. It was called Luck of the Aries, right? And uh, we had a B-Boy jam, a MC battle, and performances. And um, he came down, and I saw this dude. Um, he's like, how long do I have? I'm there, like, 10 minutes. Right? He's like, that's fine. And in 10 minutes, he crammed in about six songs, but he would just do first song, chant, bam, going to the second song, going to the third song, chant, bam, and he broke down his time so good that he gave you a good taste of what he did, right, but in a short one, bam, and he left you like, wow, right? Even wanting more. Yes, right? That's and interesting, because it, it was like what you were talking about was making me think, like, that's when my live shows got tight, is when I started doing live shows with Tev, because there was like, he was in charge of the music, and, and it Perfect. was the same thing you're talking about. We'd do one verse, hook, next one. And we'd fit, you know, a good amount of songs in like a 10 to 15 minute slot. But it was like, it was as opposed, like I used to do shows with a hype man, right? And sometimes I would do shows with littles, like those were always dope, you know? But when it was just be like me and a hype man, I don't feel like it really worked as well because of my rhyme style. Like if you throw too many voices on top of my rhyme style, like it, the Work. words don't communicate properly, you know what I mean? So I found that my comfort you know, like my, my, my most comfortable like configuration and shit when I'm performing is me by myself, Tev in the background, or somebody like controlling the 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 music, you know what I mean? For you, yeah. Texture to it, sound effects, stopping the music at certain times, muting it, like just somebody in charge of that shit, you know? Or and that way, and that, and that way, freaking Shadi could just look cool there with his bottle of water looking to the side and shit. Like <laughs> I'm gonna start a rap group called the Period. The periods, and you could only be found in freaking abandoned building restrooms. Abandoned uh. bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's so stupid, dog. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you 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 know what scares me, man? That um, like now, and and it's the self doubt, man. And it's that that freaking that jerk on the shoulder. Real quick side note, freaking post it just to put on the side. You guys were talking about J Lo in the new movie and how bad she looked and stuff, and how you had to tell your girl, yo, freaking, she looks bad and stuff. Um, not bad. You see, why are you twisting my words, man? What I said was bad for her age. Damn, that's a bad bitch. No, so oh, bad. Okay, got it. Oh, bad. Not, not bad meaning bad, but bad, 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 bad meaning good. Oh. Cap saying the opposite though. 
He was trying to look good by being like, she doesn't look as good as before. She doesn't look as good. <laughs> I wasn't trying to look points. good, though. Like, like, I win brownie points, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Dog. Like, How does I that see. win me brownie points? That pisses my girl off more than anything. Yeah, it backfired. But still, no, I that's I know that's how she's gonna react. Whenever I mention like something about a woman's age, like that's her reaction is always like, "Oh, I know you only like young girls. You're gonna hate me when I'm older." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's horrible. Like, and so I do it on purpose. Like, it's kind of fucking around with her, you know. I know, honey. Hopefully, by that time, we'll have re- renewable sleeves. Dude, I'm ten <laughs> years older than her. By then, I'll be like a fucking in a wheelchair. <laughs> that's horrible. Bro, J-Lo looks good. I can't believe like you look at her and that's the first thing you think. Like, she doesn't look as good as before. That's crazy to me. That's the second I so, thing I think. I so much prefer Fly Girl <laughs> J-Lo. Yes. <laughs> right. Sorry. With that's the so wrong. With the puffy hair and the big ass earrings. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yo, but no, I, I I brought that back up to say, my my freaking occurrence this weekend was uh did you guys get to watch the freaking jill scott and uh, erica badu yes oh my god dog dog i sat there and salivated looking at jill scott for two hours dog yo i'm i'm a chubby chaser for life beautiful yo gorgeous my god and her smile as she's there glowing and just her whole way and i had to turn to my wife and be like Babe, you know how we all get a pass, right? If we ever meet our freaking celebrity, celebrity I'll be like, Doug, yeah, it's Jill Scott. I don't even know what I'd do with her and stuff because I'd freaking be too stupid. Something, yeah, dog. You, you gotta let me have dinner with Jill Scott and just talk to her for the night, dog. That's Yo, because like if if I got the same kind of thing for Erica Badu, like I think she's just like super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny. I told my girl when we were watching it, I was like, you know. If I fucked Erica Badu, I'd probably end up wearing a dashiki too, bro. Like, <laughs> Straight up, yo. Fuck me up like she did Andre 3000 in Common, dude. All <laughs> of them, dog. Jay Electronica, Common, freaking... The, the, dude, the dude from freaking Dead Prez isn't even rhyming anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, she has a, a perfume that's like her the scent of her vagina. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't doubt it, dog. Yeah, um, freaking <laughs> Erica Badu. It's literally called Badu Pussy. Stop lying. It's a scent, and it's supposed to be like it's supposed to smell like her vagina. Wow. Yeah. But 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 her her vagina at like prime time, right? Not like freaking after the gym. Let's hope not. You know. <laughs> hope so. That, that that's the next season. Yeah. <laughs> for, right, for Christmas. Right. Yeah, different for, different years. Three year old essence. <laughs> Five year old essence. Right. <laughs> Cougar. <laughs> after the show. <laughs> Yeah. My celebrity pass is 24-year-old J-Lo. <laughs> yeah, 24-year-old So the DeLorean is, is appropriate then. There's a, exactly. there's a reason for the DeLorean, dog. <laughs> yo, but, uh, but yo, it's funny, man, because I look at Erica Badu, and I think the same thing of whenever I look at you, shoddy. I'm like, dog, wait, that, wait, is, what? That, is, that is a person who is way too healthy. That person looks sickly, right? Yo, whenever I see those indentations, <laughs> Doug, I'm about to hold up, man. Doug, those, those indentations on your eyes and your cheeks, but they make. I told you one time that, like, bro, you look like an actor. You look like you have a face that's like that you would walk into a freaking reading and they'd be like, bro, I have to cast them just because I'm not gonna find another face like this. It's it's just a unique freaking facial bone structure and stuff. And it's true. I was looking at freaking Erica Badu and I was like, girl, eat a steak. You look like you're fucking gonna die. Until she started doing the B-girl moves, I'm like, oh, no, she's cool as fuck, right? Fucking Jill Scott can never bust a freeze and shit. But, uh, but yeah, dog, you would, I, I could picture you. to me. I don't know. You know I know. Like, I'm sure you were like, oh, deeper. look at her. 
I can tell she only eats freaking shrubs and, and fish. And I think it's two very different tastes because, like, for me, it was Jill Scott all the way. Like, like yeah. the amount of attraction towards Jill Scott versus Erica Badu doesn't compare to me. Like, would you say the, the opposite about Erica Badu? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So she, I, I guess it's a tasting. Yeah, yeah. Looking at Jill Scott like that. Yeah. You know? I, I like think it. it's. I think there's such a difference in people in that uh, simple question that like you could really break down the world into two kinds of people. People who yeah, are more attracted right? to Jill Scott and people who are more attracted to Erica Badu. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, at first, at the beginning, until they started talking and then they started revealing that, no, we're friends and we talk all the time and this and that. I thought, um, I thought Erica Badu was being short with her and stuff, right? But because one of them is so warm and her smiles like and erica badu was just like with the bruce lee pain in the back and she's all on her freaking she it, it, rem it reminds come on does it surprise you that i like her like oh, she's exactly no, no it reminded me of the rizzo and freaking primo freaking battle it yeah. was the same thing where so, rizzo yeah yeah rizzo was in his character so primo was just happy there for the freaking coaches they're like yo we got everybody in here yeah. he's like hey miss badu michelle obama is watching and she's like who that bitch <laughs> she's like who oh what a michelle you think Rizzo's still going to talk like that when he's 72? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. He was telling his girl to cook him some dinner. He's like, yo, my old, my old Earth's about to cook up that power <laughs> cipher. And I'm just like, oh. you mean, <laughs> you mean she's you, making supper? She's exactly. making supper, son. <laughs> Can you imagine him when he's 75 talking like that? Like, Damn. Uh, the, the, be the best was uh, during the Eric Badu and uh, Joe Scott one, where Eric Badu freaking played... Um, played on and on and she stopped started dropping the freaking mathematics and shit the five percent of mathematics and she's like oh i want to thank brother malicia baz who freaking from the five percent nation who freaking who found me when i was a kid and taught me all the freaking supreme mathematics and shit and all the freaking they're like bah everybody in the comments was like freaking supreme math supreme math they're like yo that shit was so fucking fire that's yo that's that five percenter shit yeah Anyway. He's like, I don't know what that subset, shit is. It's like a subset of, of Islam. The nation of Islam. Yeah. 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 Got you. So, yeah, th that was this Saturday, this past Saturday? Yeah, it just happened this Saturday. And for some reason, it happened at 7 instead of freaking 8. And um, and I couldn't catch it live. So I really didn't catch it until until Sunday morning. So I listened to it on Sunday morning with my wife while we are getting uh, Mother's Day breakfast going for her and stuff. And, uh, and I kept catching myself trying to type in comments and shit, and I'm watching it on YouTube. Um, they're like, I wanted to comment live and shit. I'm like, fuck, where's the heart, dog? Why can't I freaking press the heart emoji? Speaking of live events, there was a UFC this past Saturday, which is like the first uh, sporting, sporting event that's happened since in the, the corona breakout. And I'm not surprised it's the UFC. Like, they're yeah, pretty... The fuck Did they have people there? No. No. Oh, it was just a fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. An, empty, in an empty arena. Empty arena and obviously pay-per-view, you know? Pay-per-view, normal price. That I was shocked Seriously. that they didn't reduce the price, dude. Um, but it was a hell of a card. I got to watch it, actually. And it was a little weird, like, not having any audience in there because the fighters could hear the commentators. The fighters right. could hear the coaches from the other corner, like, saying stuff, you know? So, like, literally in one fight, one of the fighters was like, yeah, I heard uh, Joe Rogan or whoever saying I wasn't checking my leg kicks, so I started checking my leg kicks or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so now the new thing is they're gonna plug them with freaking mic, with freaking headsets and shit. They'll be freaking <laughs> listening. Earplugs. Earplugs and stuff. Get an earplug kicked into your brain, dog. Block. Move the broadcasters up to like the, you know, the upper deck and shit. 
they lose a vantage point though i thought about that but yeah <laughs> I, was, it, I feel like if they're looking at the screen they'll see the fight better if they're looking at a screen Maybe. with like camera angles you know i think i think you could see the fight better that way right I don't know, because I've never sat like octagon side. Like whenever yeah, I'm like, I guess because when they have their back to you, yeah, then you're freaking, yeah, you can't really see it unless freaking if you're seeing it on multiple cameras where the cameras, the constantly are at like a certain vantage point, and they're, yeah, and they're constantly changing to the good vantage point. Right. But they have screens too. They also have the screens even when they're up close. So they do both. You know. Well, you know, put them yeah. in the back. Put them anyway. In the <laughs> <laughs> it was cool to see UFC come back. Like as the first sport, you know Joe Rogan is one of the most interesting characters to me. Just just as a disclaimer, I've watched maybe a snippet of a Joe Rogan interview segment. I've never watched a whole Joe Rogan freaking podcast and stuff. But um, you know where I remember Joe Rogan from? You remember? Uh, no, you remember the show News Radio? Absolutely, I That's love. That I remember Joe Rogan from dog yeah. Yeah. as the freaking mechanic guy. Freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. With Kevin then, Hart, right? Handy. Yeah. He was like the handyman. Yeah, the handyman. Kevin Hart wasn't in freaking Kevin, was in his radio. <laughs> what the no. fuck? What's wrong no. with you, man? The Canadian guy from Kids in the Hall. Wasn't there a heart a heart in there somewhere? The one that no. died. Phil, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Hartman. Okay, yeah. sorry. Phil Hartman. Not Kevin Hart. Sorry. Ah, this is Kevin Hart. You'll remember me from such movies as <laughs> Jumanji. That's this <laughs> radio. Phil Hartman's a fucking legend, dude. Phil Hartman is a legend. Yes. Got I didn't it. mean to mistake his name. Um, that was a great show. News well, radio was ra- news show. radio was fucking great, man. Great show. Joe Rogan's part like fit him perfectly because he couldn't act, but you know it was like he didn't really need to. Yeah, but he but he was good and he was funny and his comedy was good. And then that's why when I started seeing him on Fear Factor, I'm there like, okay, he's getting side work on freaking for movies. But then when I saw him on UFC, I'm here like, what the fuck does this guy know about fighting? And I didn't know that freaking Joe Rogan was freaking. A mixed martial arts freaking steward and shit and he was in the freaking into the culture and then when he blew up with a podcast i'm here like who the fuck thinks that this guy knows anything about anything this guy gave but who saw that coming right yeah i'll tell you something man joe rogan holds his own in discussions with a lot of very intelligent people dude you know like it's not like jordan peterson and these guys like completely blow him out the water like this guy he's hanging in the conversation obviously like these guys go a little deeper but Joe knows enough to keep a conversation going and keep a conversation interesting with like a high level intellectual guy. This guy fucking talks to Elon Musk. He talks to all kinds of scientists. Yeah, but he gets but he gets Elon high first. That's cheating, dog. He's like he's like, okay, listen, listen, we gotta be on common ground here. So here, you smoke this shit real quick and getting Elon high up. might unlock the fucking matrix. What, you- <laughs> what a battle! A portal opens up behind him. <laughs> yeah, did you see uh, what he was talking about? Like how we're all gonna be interconnected, like in the next ten years. Yeah. He's talking about putting implants in your brain with wires. I got a song about it. You want to hear it? Here <laughs> yeah. it goes. It's the fucking Corona vaccine. I'm telling you. Oh, it's the Corona vaccine. You two together are dangerous, man. I swear you guys will make up some uh, shit. Uh, I, well, uh, if, if, I, if I could freaking bring up my lyrics without interrupting the thing, I say, uh, I say, what is it? I said, Elon Musk said he wants to. Uh, Elon Musk said he wants to implant the microchip in his neck. Now there's a motherfucker I respect, <laughs> yo, because he's because what he said straight up, no freaking, no no sugar coating it, no anything. He says it is the only way that we will be able to compete with the AI. Correct. Right. 
He's yeah. like, he, he's like, fuck with it. He's like, you guys freaking ignored all the movies they made about it. That shit is real. It's going to get to that point. And the only way we're going to be able to keep up is that way. So you guys don't want to do it. Okay, you're all going to die on this planet. I'm going to get it implanted in my chip. And then I'm going to go to Mars and I'm going to run shit over there because I'm going to be the only motherfucker with the chip on my neck thinking at freaking Xfinity speed while everybody's freaking planting potatoes in Mars for him, dog. It's going to be great. Dog. I believe him. Like in The Martian? Like in the Martian, dog, that's just the best thing, <laughs> dog. How, now that we've now that we've come around uh, to the uh, to the movie segment of human of the human sushi episode, dog. The year that the Martian was up against the Remnant, and the Remnant won. Get I haven't the seen fuck. the Remnant. Oh, get the fuck! I, out I can't of. sit through it though. Like I I've tried to watch it a couple times, and I just it doesn't call my attention. You know. What do but, you think? Of- but that's not the biggest, like you know. That that yeah, that's not the biggest one in Oscar history. There have been worse ones. Oh, like, definitely. Dances, but... Dances with Wolves beat Goodfellas, champ. Get the fuck out of here, B. Yeah. Dances with Wolves was very touching at the time. <laughs> Were you touched? I was touched. Kevin Costner touched me. Point at this doll where <laughs> point at this doll where we're getting touched <laughs> by the Indians and the wolves, dog. Nah, dances with wolves over over Goodfellas is crazy to me. Oh, that is crazy. It's crazy. You're right. It's crazy. As um, far as longevity of the movie, Goodfellas is still a great movie. Like still very watchable, digestible, current with everything, you know what I mean? And and no one cares about Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves got no kind of replay ever. It's right. too long. It's like four hours long or something. How about how about Forrest Gump beating Pulp Fiction? Forrest at Gump. Least, at least Gump. Forrest Gump's a great movie, right? Forrest Gump is fucking fantastic, bro. But which movie really has stood the test of time? I would say it's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. No, I, I, I'm, I'm only speaking from experience, right? Um, I've been able to show Forrest Gump to three generations of kids, right? At, at any moment, right? It's a good movie, a good family movie where you could freaking always show it and it's freaking historical and it gets kids interested in history. Now, once they break a certain threshold, then definitely you show them Pulp Fiction and it's fucking mind-blowing. It's like you got to show a kid Ninja Scrolls, right? It's like that where it's like that cold. But at, as far as freaking, yeah, it, it's like saying The Goonies is a fucking great movie that every kid has to see. But it isn't fucking. It isn't Star Wars. But which of the two had a larger impact on film, Forrest Gump or Pulp Fiction? I think that's Pulp Fiction by far. There's so many Pulp Fiction imitations. There's like it spawned that whole like '90s indie kind of scene. Nah, it, man. But Steven Spielberg invented fucking photoshopping images with fucking and revolutionized the future of freaking of of computer media, dog. Of social media. Now you can freaking Forrest Gump yourself into any picture, dog. You know, straight up. They should have called it foresting. For, foresting, <laughs> Forrest Gumping, dog. Yo, that shit was the coolest thing in the world, dog. When That's true. you when when you saw Forrest Gump there with Lyndon Johnson and shit, and in the back of freaking the Alabama freaking segregation, uh, them lifting, uh, what is it, integrating the schools and stuff. That shit was freaking dog classic, dog. And how long? How long was everybody going, Jenny? <laughs> Jenny. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'll, I'll I'll tell you one thing. Oh no, quotables. It's not even close, though. No, no. Pulp Fiction's quotables, or it's not even close. Come on, life is like a box of chocolates. No, I, a- I, I have to, I have to disagree so strongly with you, Dre. I think Forrest Gump has 
more more quotables than most movies dog everything in forrest gump is a i'm sorry i ruined your black panther party <laughs> everything samuel jackson says in pulp oh, fiction yeah, is yeah. a fucking quotable dude yeah, right? like, they made a they made a song out of "Run Forest Run." <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah. Run Forest Run is, is good. See, that's that's a year where where you're talking about two great movies going up against each other. Dances with Wolves and Goodfellas. I don't I don't think I it's the same thing. Sure. Yeah, I don't no. think it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, what what movie do you remember winning the Oscar that you're like, fuck, that movie really deserved it? Like, what's the last one you think? I don't really follow the Oscars that much to be like. I, I like I only like Oscars time because it freaking gives me six good movies to watch real quick and I go in and freaking binge them real quick. I'll, I'll tell you one thing: the last time that I really went in and and saw the movies was the year that Moonlight won, mm-hmm. and uh, so that weekend we binged Fences, right? We took in freaking uh, Manchester by the Sea. Right, that was a depressing day, dog. That was a depressing as weekend. That that, that, that <laughs> shit was depressing. I saw fences, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight. After that, I wanted to cut my veins, dog. <laughs> and then my wife said, "Let's let's change it up. Let's watch a funny movie." And we went upstairs and we watched "What's Eating Gilbert Grape." Dog, I almost jumped out the fucking window. <laughs> You're the worst thing. I had I never think seen. That was a funny movie. I had never seen it before. She tells me, let's watch a funny movie. What, and so this is what my wife finds funny. And I'm here like, how is this at all funny, dog? This is horrible, dog. But Leonardo in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, dog? Amazing, amazing. Come on, man. If he, that he didn't win a fucking Oscar for that, bro. Yeah, he was like 13 or something. Bro, what, 14? Yeah, bro, mad young. Oh, my God, yo. The, the, uh, the scene with him up on the water tower or in the bathtub. Yo, that shit is freaking heartbreaking, man. And freaking, they leave the poor freaking fat lady up in the house and just burn the house. I'm like, what did you I just make me what? Oh, you haven't seen it? No, because I don't like being depressed, man. Ooh, what's eating your <laughs> grape is freaking will do it to you, brother. Unless you're like my wife and freaking laughs through it and shit. I'm like, there was nothing funny about this movie at all, brother. I like like uh, sad movies when they have like a, a good inspirational ending, like Pursuit of Happiness. Or something like that, where it's like sad during the movie, but then at the end, everything's gonna be all right. Ah, uh, yay! The story of humanity. <laughs> Jay, Jay's like, I hate you. Such an optimist, Doug. Well, even people. Why does everything need to be all right, dude? That's how it. That's how it happened in Cuba. Because so. when it's not all right, is when you're dead. Other than that, it's all right. No, man, when you die is when it finally turns all right. You, you freaking cross over and everybody's like, hey, you, you made it. Yo, you got through it. I'm just it. saying, like, if you survive whatever you survive, then it's all right. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't survive, then it's not all right because you died. You, you, know, you know what's the eeriest and um, I, I can't say it's the funniest thing, but um, at the end of last year, right, on Christmas week, we, like everybody in the cypher in the circle, community got super hyped up and stuff because the holidays and we're feeling it and and on wvcc radio i was finding a bunch of christmas hip-hop joints and stuff by by djs and and freaking mf doom christmas and this and that playing it and um and then proof started producing some some beats with samples from old school soul christmas songs right what do the lonely do at christmas and shit like that and uh, he produced three beats and i'm there like Yo, proof, 
I could get these shits laced up for us, yo. I, I got MCs on deck. We could freaking have these things. And um, and I sent the three beats out, and I got them recorded, but the people didn't send it back to us till after New Year's. So we're like, Christmas. Uh, <laughs> we miss, we'll, we'll do it next Christmas, right? Uh, I got a song with Triple Z and Orion on it, right? And it's called uh, The Real Santas, right? And it's basically about how freaking we go through hell to freaking keep up the facade of Santa Claus for our kids. Meanwhile, we're breaking the bank and going into debt and struggling just to give them a smile on that day and to keep up this illusion of freaking Santa when we're really the heroes here. And it's for all the parents that go through it and sometimes don't even have a gift to give the kids. And when you give them too much, they're like, oh, what else? They're like, fuck, you don't even appreciate what I gave you? And stuff. So it's about that. that. But yeah. uh, the, hook se- the hook says... Uh, uh, as the clock strikes midnight, December 31st, we scream, Happy New Year. But deep inside, what we're saying is we survived as we smoke, uh, as we light one up for those who didn't make it out alive. And when I think, fuck, if we drop that shit this year after freaking the year that we've been through, damn, bro. I, I, I could have never foreseen writing that one day drunk freaking uh, you know, at the day of Christmas and stuff when I wrote that hook that uh, that it would mean that a year later and shit. It's freaking eerie and uh, and yeah, I'm gonna freaking submit it to Fox to see if they'll make a show out of it. It'll be freaking fresh. <laughs> you think that's what I was about to say. The writers <laughs> of Last Man Standing are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> what did we make- do? We manifested this shit. Yo, uh, th- the funny thing is that Last Man Standing, freaking uh, Isaac Knox, I don't know if you guys follow him. He's a, he's an MC comedian from um, from Orlando that does the the freestyle shit freaking at a national level. Like, not battling. He travels to colleges with his troupe, and they do freestyle shows, right? Taking shit from the crowd and stuff. And uh, he started the first company in Universal Studios and Disney. They work on freaking uh, at uh, Disney Springs, is it called? Well, it used to be downtown Disney, right? They work at Disney Springs doing a freestyle show out there, freaking like every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And they take freaking words from the crowd and shit and they rap about people they see. It's super cool. Cat who just turned his passion for MC into money dog, and into a business and stuff. And um, he he did a skit where he said that he's like, oh, a writer from, for Fox. He's like, oh, I got this idea for, for this guy who uh, he's the last man on earth surviving after a plague destroys the, uh, all, wipes out the whole population in 2021. The year of freaking last man standing is 2021, dog. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. And the way like they describe <laughs> how it all went down, like people had to wear masks. And then Duh. people got more sick, and then the you know people stopped going to work, etc. Like they literally like set it up, and this show came out like in 2017 or some shit. Yeah, like that. Me, me, me and my family watched it, and we loved that shit and stuff. And now when it started happening, as soon as it started happening, my son ran down the stairs. They're like, "Yeah, we're gonna be last man on earth." I'm like, "You, you know, everybody dies in that shit, right? We're probably not gonna be that lucky, dog." <laughs> Yo. But uh, but yeah, man. What can you do? Thank God. I mean, how are you guys feeling? Are you guys starting to feel some um, some? I'll tell you one thing. I feel like we're in the tail end of the first phase of the quarantine thing, and I'm feeling a lot of times like, damn, I might have overshot this shit. <laughs> I might. You you remember when uh when the 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 video of the tanks was going around? Mm, no. You you guys didn't see that? Uh, that freaking people were sending around videos of yo, we just they just recorded train, this on the train and shit. 
Yeah, the tanks coming down on the train, and they were saying that that was in West Palm Beach, that they were coming down south and stuff, all those tanks coming. And they're like, what do you think these are coming here for? And then uh, and then people started posting, no, man, that's a video from freaking a hurricane that happened in freaking in 2009 or something when they sent those shits down freaking to Louisiana or something. Right. And it's funny how people just start spreading out the misinformation. As soon as you see that, they're like, oh, it's over. Fucking, they're gonna, there's going to be tanks going down my street tomorrow. Freaking, it's been it. And at the beginning, we were all talking, freaking this, yo, what is? And now it's like they're starting to open it up. And even with the with the numbers and the deaths, man, it's, yeah, a lot of people have lost their lives, man. I mean, people close to, to all of us, right? Uh, and people that we know that, that are close to people that we know. Um, but I don't know. It hasn't been to the level of freaking, yo, I lost half the people I knew in the yeah. freaking in the covid pandemic it's not a Thanos snap definitely but yeah but it is like a, a good testing ground for them to to pull all this shit you said you know what i mean like yeah maybe tanks didn't roll down but they definitely got some good information from this trial run as far as what they could get away with and what they can't they definitely put some stuff in place that you know and, and you were saying earlier about the drinking the, the baby blood or whatever mm-hmm. i don't know how we got into that but um <laughs> Because of J-Lo, we... dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, J-Lo made us talk about it. Yeah, know. dog. It's, it's you J-Lo. <laughs> you, too, can look like J-Lo. Listen, um, so at the beginning of the pandemic, there were a bunch of CEOs that resigned all of a sudden. So you never know, man. Maybe those guys were buying baby blood. Like, I don't put it past them. Because you never know what they're telling them. They could be telling them, like, look, these are babies that didn't survive and we saved the placenta or whatever, you know, but maybe they're literally capturing kids and doing that they don't know they're just buying the blood from some guy and they're drinking it because they told him it's going to make them live longer you know bro i i give my blood two times a month for 50 dollars a pop at my job for baby blood (laughs) dog let let me find out that freaking i can make more money from my kids bloods dog i'll freaking dog i'll set it up (laughs) right here and be sending rich people vials by the month dog yo that shit replenishes like every six weeks dog (laughs) i see your kids walking around the house with like catheters and shit mad pale dog i got six (laughs) kids dog i'll fucking run a factory out this bitch nigga this shit don't look like freaking uh (laughs) what was it in freaking daredevil with freaking (laughs) they're down in the basement and the cat's all freaking hooked up no i'll have my freaking kids freaking yo we'll have we'll have pro fresh freaking records funded by my kids blood sweat and tears literally (laughs) this has been the craziest episode man. my kids blood all over robert downey's face son you know we're getting getting iron man four son we're getting that money son we're getting iron man four finally son (laughs) My kids' blood's the reason why freaking Keanu Reeves is going to live for another 100 years, dog. Hey, hey, now now you're really Iron Man. Get it? (laughs) 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 That's a thinker. That's a thinker. (laughs) (laughs) I had to ask to get it. So stupid. Fuck. That was good. That was good. That was good. (laughs) Yo, it's it's super cool. Shadi's gotten it down to the point where he looks to the side like he's looking at you in the box and stuff. <laughs> Yo, but the the funniest thing, didn't you mention that Shadi at one in one episode that you're like, dog, right now they are collecting so much fucking data. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, I mean, you know me. I've been <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. I've been consistent about this Corona thing from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really wavered. I've always thought it was like a little extra. Um, and I think that's, you know, proving to be true recently. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, but it could have gone either way. Like, you know, all of that, the 50% of the people that were saying like, yo, it's a little too much. Yeah, maybe they're getting proved right this time. You know what I mean? Maybe next time. Yeah, and 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 that's that. I don't know if if it's too broad of a, a paint to say that is a problem with humanity, but that's definitely the human the problem with Americans that we are never happy and stuff. Oh, what it didn't kill fifty million people, then that wasn't about. So what? Did, oh, if it would have, then you would have been happy. What would have made you happy? Fucking thank God that it didn't get. It worked, I guess. Keeping freaking all of us at home during this time and freaking in the inconvenience of it, freaking might have worked. It right. slowed it down. That's where that's that's where I have a question. Did it work? Is that what worked? I don't think it what worked. Was this, what was this thing in the first place? You know what I mean? Like, do we have enough information to even make that determination? I'm not just going to buy the story that they sell me right away. They want you to say, yeah, it worked. You but know the what I'm story like, distancing worked. I don't know if that's the case. You know, the story I, they were selling, though, was we don't know what this is. So social distance at no point that they say. Hey, if you guys don't social distance, you're all going to die. They said, hey, this thing is killing people. It spreads very easily. We're asking everybody to social distance. You know? And wash your hands. Yeah, and wash your hands. <laughs> you, guys see the, you guys see the videos of, of the Cuban raccoon? No. He's, he's there by the river and he's like, <laughs> Why is he a Cuban raccoon? <laughs> because he's washing his hands in the river and he says, Coño, este jabón y desafectante me tienen la piña pelada. Me tienen la mano pelada. No, it's funny, dog. You freaking wash your hands so much, dog. Yo, my, my hands never look so pink, dog. I can freaking, I look like Jubilee, dog. I glow now, dog. Yo. And, and my whole thing was, do they want to freaking, do they want us to wash off all of the freaking, all of the protective layer off of our hands so we could be more susceptible to it, dog? Because, yeah, yo. Seriously. Oh, that's fucking crazy, dude. Like, that's yo, too I'm, much. My whole, but is, you, the thing is that I'm like, I'm like, uh, like shoddy. But where shoddy says, I don't believe what they tell me right off the bat. I take it a step further. Whenever they tell me something, I say, what are you really trying to tell me? What's really going on here? Because, bro, I, I don't get a good fuzzy feeling when I see every actor and every freaking commercial saying, hey, remember, stay safe, stay inside. Hey, and wash your hands 20 times. When when that's the message, when that's the propaganda that's being played nonstop, I'm here like, bro, why really? Why? so? Like, what's the real shit behind it? I don't know, man. I just, and when all the freaking actors jump on it real quick, and that before it was, oh, the actors, who gives them the power to freaking think that they have a right to say what happens in our country? But shit, freaking Corona hits and they could be the ones that are like, hey, guys, the more you know, wash your hands. Dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. right? people and, listen. You know? Yeah, dog. And um, um, yeah, well, No, 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 no. That, it, it's just that when I see that, I'm here like, why do they really want to keep us inside? Is it to make us vitamin D deficient? Is it to freaking all that? So... I don't know, man. It's freaking... too deep, man. Come on. It's like they just, this shit broke out. They were like, all right, where can we take advantage? What do we need to do to protect the people? Like, I don't believe they're like seriously like evil. Like, like that there's a fucking whole, that all the leadership is evil. Maybe so, there's one evil guy out there that put the virus out. Like, that is possible. So, so I'm willing so, to, to so conceive conspiracy get this right. theories. 
me get this right. You don't believe that Kobe Bryant was a sacrifice and the day of the freaking Oscars, freaking of the Oscars uh, ceremony, that was all a, a ceremony to bow, right? To freaking bring in this new era that was coming in and stuff, right? Uh, have you heard oh, that man. shit from Choke No Joke? I have not, no. I have I, not. Do, do you know who Choke No Joke is? No. No, have fun one day and look up Choke No Joke on a uh, on on YouTube. Choke No Joke used to be the Rockefeller uh, film guy. He used to freaking follow the Rock around when Jay Z was coming up and Dame Dash were coming up and used to film everything that they would do, right? And he's got mad insight to the back dealings and shit. And he's always talking about this and freaking supposedly. Uh, Jay-Z and The Rock have tried to blackball him because of all the shit that he's fucking he said and they've tried freaking to make attempts on his life and this and that and, uh, and he's really big on that whole freaking Luciferian movement shit and these are like yo do you think it was a freaking a coincidence that Kobe Bryant dies that morning and that night everybody is celebrating and doing he's like the same thing when Whitney Houston died she's dying upstairs in the freaking in the room and downstairs everybody's partying at Clive freaking at Clive Barker's freaking or whatever it is Clive Clive Davis's party and stuff and you hear that shit and you're like damn bro and everything bad starts happening they're like Bro, was that really? <laughs> did that freaking really happen like that, dog? Hey, I don't know, man. I think I think you're watching too much YouTube, man. Yeah, you think, bro? It's the <laughs> rabbit holes, man. It's the late night rabbit holes. And it's the hip hop I listen to, dog. I freaking listen to too much Griselda, and it starts going down that way. Dog. If I'm telling you that, like, pew, pew, pew. I, you might have a problem, then, bro. <laughs> you know, I, know, I just, I nah, man. You know what it is with me that I don't think I'm ready to hear any Kobe Bryant conspiracies yet. You know what I mean? I'm a little, I'm still a little sensitive about it. Yeah, yeah, like, yo, don't bring Kobe into that yeah, shit. Yeah, hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah. Um, say say, say he was number three in the league all you want. Okay, fine. It's freaking Jordan and freaking LeBron and stuff. But don't be calling my boy a Satan. It's not that he was a Are sacrifice. Are you watching the Jordan thing? I'm, I'm, no, man, I haven't been watching this stuff. It's, what is it, on ESPN? Yeah. On most, ESPN. most watched documentary of all time uh, on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, no, number one show in the country. Wow. Yeah. Did it's, 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 beat it's, the Bible documentary? Uh, on ESPN. <laughs> number one documentary. Yeah. Wait, oh, yeah. Uh, no, when, when ESPN played the Bible, it hardly got any, any views. So, <laughs> so yeah. stupid. But go, it, it's fire? It's fire. It's no, fire. It, it's that everybody talks about it every day on the freaking. That, my, 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 uh, my, what is it? My feed is made up now of. Uh, of Michael Michael Jordan, uh, where two weeks ago it was freaking the Tiger King, now it's freaking the Michael, <laughs> now it's the Michael Jordan freaking documentary. What shocked and, me was like finding out that my sister's been watching it. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my sister's not a sports fan at all. You know. Mm -hmm. So that that tells me that it's a documentary that you don't. It's not a basketball documentary. It's more like about timepiece. I yeah, it's like this guy exactly. Yeah, chronicling like this team like on the rise and stuff. It's really really fucking impressive, man. They're doing a great job of showing, though, like, because it is giving me basketball. Like, there are, there's definitely some basketball insight that I wasn't aware of, like, about how the game was played, the politics involved in the game, but even things as, uh, even, like, his jump shot and things that he discusses and things like that, you know, but they're also doing a great job of tying what was going on in his life to the basketball, and so, like, it'll kind of say like okay this was going on and so he had an emotional game this game or whatever you know and like it kind of shows you like some of the behind the scenes like as far as what motivated him some some nights to just like fucking cut to the basket and score 60 you know what i mean like non-stop you know so 
Um, it's really interesting, man. Like I, I had seen, I'm not a huge sports guy. I'd watched Jordan back then. I watched the Bulls back then, but I didn't know like any of the deeper layer stuff. Word. And it's cool now to kind of see it in the, from this perspective, you know. I find it interesting that he was worried when this documentary came out that he would be perceived as an asshole. That's what I heard. I, that, I heard that, uh, that the, the, the rumor was or that the consensus was that, the, that it was going to paint him in a bad light. But the person who posted that said, damn, they, they said that this was supposed to paint him in a bad light. But I actually like Jordan even more now, respect him even more now after freaking watch him because it made him human. Yeah. Right to me, and stuff is what the guy said. One thing I, I know, and I haven't seen it at all, like I said, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing um, it's given all basketball fans something to watch when there has been no basketball, and it's kept freaking ESPN relevant. What were they doing before freaking that? The the weirdest sports ever, or some shit that they were showing <laughs> and stuff, freaking on repeat, <laughs> like freaking cat juggling and stuff. And freaking, yo, they, they had some crazy ass sports that they were showing and stuff, like freaking, I. Uh, tennis ball and bottle fitting or some shit, right? And um, and now this now it's what everybody's talking about. And at first I thought it was a Netflix thing, so I always look on Netflix to see if I find it and shit. But so it's on ESPN. It's on ESPN. Netflix. Netflix produced it, I believe, but it is on ESPN. Yeah. Are they showing it on ESPN Plus or just on ESPN, ESPN. on on cable? On regular ESPN. And so. what they they bring out a new episode every week? Uh, air two new episodes every Sunday night. This oh. is the last two, though. It's the final two. Yeah. It's Damn. 10 episodes total. Damn, they could have stretched that out. Somebody must have told ESPN, yo, we're planning on freaking letting them back out into the public, like around freaking the end of May, so you got to cut it short, dog. Uh, it was gonna... always 10. It was always 10. Yeah. 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 No, they, they might have lost some people, I think, 10, 10 weeks of watching this every Sunday night. I mean, for me, yes, but not for everybody, I would say, so. I don't know, but shit, fucking that that's like freaking that's like old that's like Westworld watching freaking Westworld for them and you're gonna keep on and when it when it's over you when they told you, oh, like for me, when they told me Lord of the Rings the last two seasons were eight freaking episodes, I'm not like, what the fuck you mean at a at a Lord eight of, episodes? You mean Game of Thrones? <laughs> Lord of the Rings, V, yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's the same shit. I agree with you. Same shit. Same shit. Yeah. Dude, so Yo, H. Where can they reach you, brother? Yo, right now, I finally got everything down packed with the social. So H with an 8, 8CH, two Owens. Uh, Yeah, right. Super easy spelling, me and my hip-hop name. That's the Uh, number two, right? Yeah, it's the, yeah, H2, the number two. Number two, Owens. CH2 Owens uh, on Bandcamp, on Spotify, on any freaking uh, streaming platform. IGH2 Owens, Facebook, follow my H2 Owens page, or you can follow me at Rudy Barrow. But the most important thing I'm going to ask you, do me a favor, download the Twitch app on your freaking phone, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I host WVCC, Scythe Life Radio. Tune in with us. It's every Tuesday, Thursday, 9 to 5. Uh, my boy Dre, my boy Shadi always come through, and they chill with us, and we miss the freaking... Oh, you could do a heart on this shit too, dog? Oh, that's freaking fun, <laughs> dog. You got to teach me how to... Is, is that through your camera, or is it through Skype? That, through that Skype. We could do that. Oh, I got to learn how to use this, dog. Um, but, uh, oh, damn. 
Oh, can we play Rochambeau though? Can we play Rock Paper? <laughs> Yo. Um, but uh yeah, man, follow us, follow the show. We play all new hip hop every Tuesday and Thursday. We play all local hip hop and we're just trying to be a place where the whole community could get together and listen to good music, man. And uh and yeah, the spillage is out now. Uh just check out the band camp, subscribe to the band camp. You could follow all the the music I'm gonna drop and uh we look forward to dropping really good music for y'all, man, and uh, and staying competitive with Common Ground because I, I hear Common Ground's about to drop like freaking five albums on our heads, dog. So I gotta freaking <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep the pro fresh Common Ground freaking uh, r- rivalry going and stuff and freaking excited. Yo, honestly, shoddy dog, as as a fan brother and a and a and a brother who grew up with you in that era and saw you freaking hustling and saw you grind, saw you guys doing it, I love. The doc, dog, the audio documentary is fantastic, dog. I love what you, Soup and Agony, did with it. I can't, I'm hoping, I, I hear you guys drop little hints that you have freaking pro coming in and talking. You have littles coming in and talking. I can't wait to hear them. Um, I sent you, I sent you a question on the DM. Did you hear, the, did you see the question? What was it? Let's do it now. Uh, what, what was uh, the question? Did, did pro have a sister named Erica? I don't know. I don't you, know. You guys mentioned Majesty. Was that his name? Yeah. Or was was he a white dude named? No, no he wasn't a white dude named. No. There was these two cats from Braddock that I knew, and I thought that was Pro, and I had freaking hung out with them a couple times when when Pro first passed away, and and it brought me back. The way I met you was one time, I guess, North and Agony brought me over to, to Dade where you guys were getting, and I went into the MIDI lab with you guys, and it was the first time I had met you guys, and I had seen you working together, and I remember, I remember Pro always mad, cool, freaking in the corner, just working on the music and stuff, and, um, and I just want to tell you, brother, you guys are doing a great service to his memory and passing that on and passing and, and the way that you guys honor his memory and give him his shine as the one who brought it all together and gave you guys that opportunity. Like I told you before, the spillage wouldn't sound anywhere as fresh if I hadn't met, recognize Rudy Goblin and, and freaking and sharp sound to give me good beats like that that were on my vibe. And so just like you guys wouldn't have made the music you did if you hadn't met Pro and he was on that musical vibe and you had a place like that. So the whole story behind it is fantastic, man. I'm loving it. I can't wait to hear the freaking next episode. How, how often are you going to be dropping them, Doug? Every week. New one comes out on Wednesday. Ah. Every so. Wednesday. Yeah. Give me, give me some music to go along with them, dog. I can't, I can't freaking, that's my only, my, my only criticism on it, dog, is freaking when you guys start talking about a song, shit, I want to hear what that shit talks about. Because because when they're like, oh, what, freaking, what was it, Verbal War or? Uh, Bar Wars. Bar Wars, oh, that Bar yeah. Wars, and yo, that shit was killer. It's at the end of the episode, though. Is it? I go all the way to the end, yeah. No, at the end of the episode, Supers are like, okay, well, that's the episode. I'll catch you guys. And you guys leave us on the only freaking cliffhanger. It's like, oh, and then we told this nigga, fuck you. And he said, oh, you'll have to tune in next freaking week and stuff to find out how freaking we shot this guy in his face. (laughs) (laughs) It's on there. It's on there. Bar Wars is on episode one. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Episode one. Yeah. I I guess I just heard Soup saying bye. And I'm like, okay, peace. peace, That's the first ever ID4 song. First ever song we ever did. Yeah. Now, I know what I'm checking out after this episode right now. I'm going to go check out Bar Wars, Doug. Yo, man, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Like, we, obviously, we appreciate you, man. WVCC, I think, is one of the dopest things happening in the in the local scene right now. Real talk. Um, so Yo, just, always, just so you, just so you guys team. know, 
we with the Twitch channel, we completely fixed. We don't get kicked off anymore. I'm running three hour freaking full streams and it's popping in there. They got a bunch of dope emojis and shit. And uh and today I was checking out the Twitch channel just to see other channels that, that they got going on there. And there's it's dope, man. There's people that are putting up short films that they do, freaking voice dub overs over and just a bunch of cool content on there that you wouldn't find in other places. Right. And um and so definitely man check us out on the Twitch where we're leveling them. I'm about to get freaking all new lighting and shit so I could look cool like you guys and shit. And uh and we're we're gonna keep on bringing it man. So definitely tune in and fuck with us on the Tuesdays and Thursdays man. Definitely man. I appreciate you coming on brother. Really yeah, appreciate definitely guys. Um yeah, no, H, thank you for coming through, man. Um, Spillage, salute again, man. That fucking album is fire. Please, um, that, stream that, stream the hell out of it. Go to the band camp. Band camp. To, all, all, all we would ask, man, is especially during this time, we just put it out because, hey, it's some art. If you like it, before you used to waste $10 at the, at the store for a CD, bro, if you like that shit, send a dollar, two dollars, freaking download it and have a piece of freaking of Miami hip hop history of South Florida hip hop. Just have some good hip hop in your play. And if you if you're one of the cats that usually complain hip hop sucks nowadays, then don't fucking don't not support when you hear some good hip hop. Support that shit, dog. Bomb. That's that. That's send more ask. send more than two dollars. And listen, and then and while you're sending money, send some money to human sushi too. We need it too. Listen. Well, <laughs> I'm about to buy my, my human sushi freaking sweater, but you guys only sell them in large and medium. Press two. Press two. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna re-release them. There's a lot of the shit is not even on there anymore. Uh, we're gonna start redesigning and re-releasing a lot of the the human sushi merch with a you know with a new twist on it. Yeah, I would look super funny with one of those human sushi freaking tank tops, dog. I'd look freaking super odd, dog. Do, shit. You don't do tank tops? No, nah, man. Th those aren't made for walrus size people, oh, dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fool. Man. All right, man. Thanks again for coming by, and um, guys, listen. Uh, check us out on www.humansushibar.com. We're still there, right? Yes. All right. Yeah, check yeah. us out at, at Human Sushi Podcast. Hey. Um, Dre, any anything you want to say? Charlie's got a lot to say. Charlie's got. He's I don't Chinese. have anything else to say, but yeah, Charlie definitely <laughs> wants his, wants to be heard. You know. Nah, man. Uh, peace to everybody that's been listening. You already know. Shout out to H Two O for coming out. Shout out to the entire fucking Miami hip hop scene, everybody that's keeping it popping, the Miami podcast scene as well. Uh, I see a lot of people still got their shit going. So, yeah, man, just shout out to all you guys. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. And um, speaking of uh, Charlie, I think we're going to go out, Dre, if you're cool with it. I want to go out on my favorite track from the album. It's uh, Hypocritical Oath. Uh, all right, so we're going to play that uh, right now. All right. Bang, bang. Thanks again, guys. Peace out. Vice City Peace. Cypher, Cypher in the Circle, WVCC. We out. Peace. Peace. Non-contact greeting. <laughs> yo, 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 this is Charles Fast of the Vice City Cypher Fast and the Man Retro Kids Crew, Miami 305 all day. You are rocking with DJ Proof and H2 Owens, The Spillage. Heads ain't ready for this. Peace, brothers and sisters. Feel good music for hard times, y'all. Charlie Fast. Hello, my name is Charles Clements. I'm a hypocrite. I say it though I hate to admit it. Hello, my name is Rudy Barrow. I'm a hypocrite. I'm saying though I hate to fake with it. This is a little bit of life and a little bit of love and a little bit of truth. I don't always get it right. All I'm saying is that I'm just like you. And I'm just like you. And I'm just like you. And I'm just like you. Well, you're just like me. Well, I'm just like you. 
I have a different set of rules that I hold you to that I don't even follow myself. Whether I do it to increase my status or cause it feels good or stacking my wealth, man. You know how this goes, you know how it do, it's crazy. You do the same thing too. And in plain view, we change where the game, where the game be true. I look down on you for lying and thieving, gluttonizing, doing things for the wrong reasons. I turn around and do the same damn thing and then expect you believe I'm a believer. I'm just trying to do the right thing, man. I'm just trying to live the passion of the Christ, man. I'm just trying to live life. I'm just trying to be a man for my wife. You know what I'm saying? This is a little bit of light and a little bit of love and a little bit of truth. I don't always get it right. All I'm saying is I'm just. I don't always get it right. All I'm saying is I'm just. I don't always get it right. All I'm saying is I'm just. I don't always get it right. All I'm saying is I'm just like you. Uh huh. Now I ain't Mr. Right, I miss the wrong most of the time Though I've been trying to live righteous for the longest time Enlisted in the Lord's army in my teens When they all in my 20s since then I've done too many People wrong, hits of acid, hits of the bong Too many drinks, hard pills, long nights in dark cells Too many hearts broken that have yet not healed Still I got the nerve to tell my son he best not fail Ain't that a bitch? The dictionary definition of a hypocrite Tell my brother not to smoke cigarettes While I'm rolling up another spliff Tell my kids to show them my respect While I kick it with some other chick Damn, H, you want some other shit Tell me about it If you tell me that I'm going to hell I fear I wouldn't doubt it But I ain't proud of it Makes me want to hide my face I ask God why he treats me with grace And he says Hello, my name is H2O Owens. I'm a hypocrite I'm saying cause I hate to fake with it Hello, my name is Charlie Fast And I'm a hypocrite I'm saying that I hate to admit it this is a little bit of life And a little bit of love And a little bit of truth I don't always get it right All I'm saying is I'm just like you And I'm just like you